Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hooligan Report. I'm joined by Cruyff this week. Hello. <laughs> and for the first time, we've got JD2010 along. Hello. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, how have you found Spurs' season so far? Um, oh, it's up and down um, in terms of, I think, people's expectations might be a bit higher sometimes, but I've been, yeah... Pleasantly surprised and pleased by it all season, which has been good. Um, we were saying just yeah. before the podcast, um, we should mention Andros Townsend, and, and I guess yeah. in general, your business um, in not not only this window but in the January uh, in the summer window as well. How have you found um, the ins and outs of the club? Yeah, I think it's been probably our our best. Um, probably 18 months since Pochettino's taken taken over. Um, there's no quick fixes like your soldados anymore. So if we don't get the right target, we'll just go without and, and back the youth, which is, yeah, different for a Premier League team. But, uh, yeah, as you, as you know, Levy can get a good price for a dud. So very happy with that transfer for Townsend. I think he'll be very good, though, for Newcastle. So... Yeah, nothing to worry about for for the Newcastle fans. I think he'll he'll hit the ground running and and be a big success for them. And of course, we um we have to mention the Gerard slash Lampard in waiting in Delhi Alley and and what a tremendous first season he's had for Spurs. Um, and in all seriousness, and we will touch on your game um pretty soon. But his goal against Palace was something else, and he he looks to be a very special young player. Yeah, that was oh, my time. Probably the best goal I've seen one of our players score. Um, yeah, it was just something else. It was, and that's saying a lot because it, um, Bale scored a fair few crackers in his time as well. Yeah, his were were quite similar though. They were getting onto the left and and powering at home, but that was just skill, just out of this world really. Um, and then about five minutes later, he he carved them up again, nuts a defender and hit the bar. It was. Yeah, it was scary stuff. Um, who knows what he could be. Absolutely. So we'll, we might talk about your game first then since we're already on the topic. Um, and you managed a 3-1 win against Palace. Scoring, the, in the process, scoring their first goal in quite a few games with uh, Vertonghen, I think, getting, yeah. uh, getting that in the back of the net. Um, how seriously are you taking your top four chances? Um, it's looking likely, but mainly because of the other team's kind of stuffing up um, more so than anything. I don't think we're as good a team as our at the top four finishes, but in saying that, Liverpool's sector manager, Man United's got Van Gaal and he's terrible, and Chelsea's almost, yeah, just trying to survive really. So it's kind of just being there is, is why we're, we're such a good chance. Um, but, yeah, there's just constant improvement from the team, which is good. Um, that's all you can really ask, I think, of Pochettino and such a young team. And, yeah, that was the sort of game we would have lost um, every other season. I've supported Tottenham, really. An own goal was there and shot in the first half. We dominated play and we're 1-0 down. That's typical Tottenham, really, 2-0 loss after that. But, yeah, blew them off the park in the second half. Um, Cruyff, how do you see Spurs' chances of making top four? I know as an Arsenal supporter, they're probably the bitter rival, but um, they're looking well, certainly quite good this season. You say bitter rival, but let's not forget that I was the one that initially mentioned the Ali and uh, yes, Gerard, yeah, I know, I know. Um, 
comparison, and it, I think it doesn't matter what what uh, what what player a club plays for. If they've got talent, I think it should be identified. And just on Spurs, I think they're almost a lock for top four. Really, I can't see them not making it, bar a tremendous collapse of epic proportions. But I think ninety five percent or above, they'll finish top four. Well, certainly when, I mean, their biggest challenger for the top four seems to be United and they can barely score a goal to save their life, um, it would be quite an achievement for Spurs to stuff it up from here, but um, who knows, stranger things have happened. Um, and, and one of the stranger games of the season, really, um, was Liverpool triumphing 5-4 against Norwich. Um, and I don't know if either of you guys caught the match. I only, I only saw the highlights because I actually took a, took a nap for the 2am games, but um, certainly a surprising scoreline to wake up to. Um, how did you guys see that one? They're both rubbish. <laughs> you can't you can't score nine goals in a game and, and claim you're a good side, unless you're winning 9-0. If, mm-hmm. if you're letting in four or five goals respectively, many questions need to be asked of your defence and how they defend it. If it, it, It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, there wasn't too much... Um... Beast mode defending from side. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's Liverpool, really. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing that that um, Norwich were up three one at one point as well, and that I mean credit does have to go to Liverpool, I suppose, in fighting back and winning that game because under Rogers, perhaps they would have slipped to a defeat in that one. But um, as you're saying, Crow four four goals in in the game is not not a great performance. De- de- definitely not. I mean, it's. And and the way they were scored as well, for I think it's Norwich should really take a good hard look at themselves, and I guess that's why the position that they're in. If they're three one up and then losing five four after scoring an injury time to uh, was it equal, equalise and then to lose again in injury time, it's just it's disgraceful really. Um, and Leicester got back to winning ways with a 3-0 win over Stoke. Um, we've, we've had Bojan's thoughts, we've had Kroos' thoughts, so I do want to get your thoughts, JD, on, on how legitimate a title challenge Leicester can put up. Um, Spurs have now played them, what is it, four times this season, so you've probably had a, as good a look at them as anyone. Um, how do you see their credentials? Yeah, they, they just don't look like they're going anywhere, really. Um, yeah, I can see it going all the way through now. Top two, top three, looks... Yeah, very likely. Um, it's not just them picking off, uh, yeah, fluky results. Like that was a, a very good win against a pretty decent team. So, yeah, I, I can't see them them dropping off at all. Um, yeah, the four games I think against us, maybe five, we split them, and yeah, they they were probably one of the few teams we've drawn with that actually outplayed us in the draws. So. Yeah, I think they'll be right up there. Um, Kroef, one thing I noticed was actually that Leicester have outscored um, Arsenal, I believe. Um, and it's just their defence that's letting them down, but you guys have the same goal difference. So it, it is quite interesting to compare um, the two sides in terms of their footballing ability so far this season. Um, but how did you see this win against Stoke? Uh, I think we might have lost Kroef there. Um well, we'll move on then and chat about United's perhaps shocking, perhaps not so shocking defeat to um, Southampton, and it was the new boy Charlie Austin who got the goal. So, first of all, how significant is it that they were able to add uh, Charlie Austin to that squad? And it was pretty much out of the blue, really, because no one had really heard any news about it until the transfers seemed to go through. 
Um, and then obviously scoring on his debut. Yeah, they seem to know know what they're doing there. I think there's been talks that Pelé might be off to back to Italy for some decent money. So rather than being, I think, picked off like they were by Liverpool and then buying some you know cheaper talents, um, they've got in there first with this one. And yeah, he he's a Premier League quality striker. I was crying out for us to to get him on a short term sort of contract. He he'll get ten fifteen goals a year wherever he plays, truly. Um, and as for United, you know, no goals again in the first half. It's just <laughs> same old, really. It's a shame we couldn't get Bojan on to um, have a bit of a melt. But, yeah, did, did, what are your thoughts on that game, Cruyff? I, I think I've only seen the goal, but, I mean, it's United, really. What, it was a what, terrible what's game. Different, what, what's, what's different about it? I mean, they, they don't score. They're dour. They're boring. They're struggling to get forward. They're losing. It's it's, it's typical of this season for them. It's not. And the longer Van Hal stays there, the better. It's not just the way they play. They they bring out the worst in everybody. <laughs> They're like a menace to society. That Southampton side can play good <laughs> football, and they they played just as poorly as United. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do there. Really, if they are trying to put everyone to sleep, because it's <laughs> terrible, terrible matches uh, one after each other. Um, it was good to see Watford returning to winning ways against Newcastle with a 2-1 win. Um, and not only getting back on the on the winner's trail, but Agarlo back amongst the scorers, which was good to see. Um, <clears throat> we mentioned last time on the podcast that it was actually starting to look a bit, bit dangerous for Watford because they were only eight points clear of Newcastle. So if Newcastle had won that game, it would have cut the gap significantly. But Watford now moved to 32 points. Um, and would you guys say that they're probably safe for the season now? Yeah. I think they've, 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 the way they've gone about it as well has been pleasing to watch. I mean, that they've, they've struggled here and there, but at the same time, they're scoring goals. Dean and Igalo are doing well. And JD's a big fan of Nyom, who, who, who's done all right at, at right fullback. So it's good to see that they're not as dour as some other promoted sides have been in the past. Mm. It's funny you say that because Niam reminds me of a certain beastly um, defender at Liverpool with the way he runs and and his sort yeah. of his build. Um, so so why are you a big fan of his? Not not that he's a bad player. I'm just curious. He just keeps it simple. He doesn't doesn't try and outdo himself like a lot of fullbacks tend to. Um, yeah, the the wingers hardly get a a look in really when they play against him. He just he's just a quick centre back really in build just. Pat plays the simple passes to Kapoor, and yeah, I don't see him getting skinned all that often. So, or playing himself into trouble. He does have a goalkeeper behind him who can, yeah, stuff anything up. So he he does need to be switched on, and he always seems to be when I've watched them. He's yeah, he's been one of the, the standouts, probably a bit less than than the front two, and and probably even Kapoor, but. Yeah, I think the fullbacks for a newly promoted side do have to be, you know, a bit wary of, you know, they've stepped up now to a, the top league in the world. They can't be, you know, everyone's that joke is that fullbacks are either failed centre backs or failed wingers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they they got to know their role, and and he seems to know it and play it pretty well. Um, and you've mentioned them both there, but Gomez and. Um... Kapoe are both ex-Spurs players, so um, I imagine that you've kept a bit of an eye on them. 
Um, how do you see them going at Watford? And obviously it's a bit similar to um, Huddleston and Livermore leaving you for recently promoted Hull. So do you see any similarities there or um, how have you seen them going for, for Watford? Yeah, Kapua is probably the most talented of, of the lot you mentioned there. He's he's good enough to be playing Premier League week in, week out. Um, he just didn't suit Pochettino's you know, high-intensity pressing sort of style and it was just... That's what happens when you constantly sack your managers. You've got guys that are bought for for other managers. So yeah, he'll he'll be good for them. And Gomez will, <laughs> yeah, he'll make you pull your hair out when he's your goalkeeper. But he's always good fun to watch. And they they've just signed Pentilamon, I, I believe. Yeah, he'll just be yeah. back up. He's yeah. he's pretty ordinary. I was having a yeah bit of a discussion about him on. I think one of the threads, and yeah, he was. I don't think he's. He's probably in the bottom two or three, goal, starting goalkeepers. So yeah, he won't push Gomez for that spot. I don't think. Um, one of the upsets of the round was Swansea getting up over Everton, um, and hopefully a start of um, an upturn for Swansea because I think everyone quite likes having them in the league. Um, and there's obviously two sides to this. First of all. Um, the good result for Swansea, but also another poor result for Everton. And we'll talk about it in a little bit, but also their League Cup exit will put certainly seem to put a lot of pressure on Martinez. So how did you guys see this one? I think Martinez is starting to get exposed. And I, th- I think for earlier on in the season, anyway, Lukaku was covering a lot of his maybe managerial deficiencies. And, and they're starting to show now, now that Everton aren't really scoring goals. Yeah, I don't. I don't rate him at all. Um, this is a Everton team that, you know, blew Tottenham out of the water signing Lukaku for that sort of money. Um, they got Barclay, they got Stones, they got Delafeu. Um, yeah, Morales. Like this, this team's had money spent on it since he's come in, and they finished what eleventh, twelfth last season. They're twelfth at the moment. They're just. He's not a. Very good manager at all, I don't think. Um, they have... The, oh, keep going. 40, yeah, 40 goals they've scored, I think. So they're like right up towards the top top end for goals scored. But he's a, def- he's a manager who, at Wigan, shipped in goals and people kind of made excuses for him. Um, how he's somehow got a promotion after getting them relegated. And, yeah, same thing. They're one of the worst defences in the league. I think if you look at this, they have a decent squad with the with the players mentioned. I mean, maybe maybe Howard's not great, and I don't really rate Joel uh, Riblas or whatever his name is. But Coleman's solid. Jake Yelka's solid. I forgot the other centre back, Fuish Mori, I think. Yeah, Fuish um, Mori's not not too bad. Mm. Baines, think... Baines can still do a job. He's he's obviously quality when he's not injured. And then we've got Delafeu, Barkley, Lukaku, Morales, uh, McCarthy, Barry. I mean, they don't have a weak squad and they should be doing a lot better than what they are currently. And yeah. we can see that when Dalafeu, Barkley and Lukaku start to fire, they're capable of brilliant things. But it seems Martinez can't actually get them to do that often. The problem is he can't get a team to defend at all. Um, a team with Barry, Jagielka, Stones, they, they shouldn't be shipping in goals and... That just seems to be they find a way of conceding at any minute, 98th minute, whatever. Like they can find um, 
away to throw away points. I think they've probably got the most draws. I don't. I haven't seen the table, but I'm pretty sure they would. If you can throw away leads like that, that you're going to be punished. They they really should be top six. Um, and in fact, that's a great call because they do have 11 draws for the season, which is more than any other club, um, which is certainly very damning on Martinez. Um, and then obviously on the other side of the coin, good news for Swansea perhaps. Uh, how do you guys see them uh, fighting for survival? Well, it's yeah, I don't surprising think... that... Oh, you go. No, I was just going to say, I don't think they should be struggling as much as they are. Um, that squad's another one that, yes, yeah, shouldn't be in that bottom six. I, I think it was it's surprising after the sacked Monk that they actually turned things around because I remember on, on, on the board, a lot of people were against the sacking of Monk, but it seems it's starting to pay dividends. They're slowly starting to rise and actually play football again and get out of the relegation zone and whatnot. So hopefully we see that continue for them. Um, and the last game for the round, we saw another side slowly start to climb away from the relegation zone with Chelsea getting a 1-0 win over <laughs> Arsenal. Um, you've got to be a bit concerned, though, Cruyff, that it does seem time and time again that Chelsea does have your measure. And I know you said on the board they are a good side, but the way they've been playing, I mean, sides have been able to dismantle them before he didn't came in, fair enough, that he's got them playing a lot better. Um, but you'd certainly want to be, if you're challenging for the title, you'd want to be putting in a better performance than you did. I think the whole Mourinho thing with Chelsea over the last 10 or 11 years, whatever it was, has scarred Wenger, and it's, I think it's mentally affecting him. And at, at, especially at home, we should be beating Chelsea with the, way, with the season they've had in all, in all due respect. But it, seem, it seems we just can't get over the line against them, and it's, it's a guaranteed loss of six points each season, really. What did you guys make of the uh, Giroud sub after the red card? <laughs> That was, I'm, I'm, yeah, t- so here you go. I would have taken off a winger, personally. Yeah. I don't know how you yeah, bring off have, your main I would, striker. I would, I, I would have left Giroud up top to hold up the ball and sacrifice the man in midfield and maybe play with, with through the full-backs a lot, but it, I would not have taken off Giroud. Unless, I guess the the other side of the coin is that Wenger's looking at, oh, Walcott up front, he can run in behind the defence with his speed and whatnot, but it's... It's not something I would have done. Yeah, it was. He. It's like he's haunted by the ghost of Mourinho. That was really strange. You know, you got at home against a side that's about thirteenth or fourteenth. All right, you've gone down to ten men, but you're asking for for trouble. Really, you're asking for a set piece goal to go against you. Then you've got no recognised striker. Um, it's all well and good having the midget strike force that that Arsenal can play with sometimes, but. Chelsea are just going to get numbers behind the ball and, yeah, the little guys can't get through. So, yeah, I think he's definitely thrown away points there. Um, I'm hoping it continues and it's been a long while since he's he's actually been able to, to pull off success over 38 games. So I'm just hoping he's forgotten how to do it. Well, they're only two points but, ahead of you now, so this is probably your best chance to um, finish above them. We'll still see a St. Tottering Tottering Ham's day, though. <laughs> yeah, if, that, if that's for second and third, that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's for first and second? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I just <laughs> can't see either of us being in those spots. 
So if you can't, if you can't see yourself, we should mention um, as a, as a last game of discussion, Man City's draw with West Ham again failing on their travels, um, but also West Ham again showing the goods against one of the bigger clubs. Um, everyone's stumbling, and it doesn't seem like anyone's keen on winning that title except for Leicester. Um, who, who's who, who's the main contenders for the title? Is it really Man City and Leicester? If, if what you're saying, JD, that Arsenal can't maintain it. Ah, uh, they not saying they can't. I just um, doesn't want them probably to. Have, yeah, <laughs> I, I have City just as favourites, um, just because they've done it, you know, recently. Um, but yeah, Arsenal's definitely still second favourites. You you got you got to look at City though, and obviously kids are often complaining about it. the way uh, Pellegrini lines them up. It's like he wants them to lose. He'll play a two, uh, four-man midfield with Yaya and Fernandinho, which will leave Fernandinho the only man back in midfield, and it leaves them susceptible to to um, a weak defence. And you, you think, if he keeps doing that, can City actually win the title? Because they obviously have the quality. I mean, if you look yeah. at attacking prowess, but when you make if, tactical decisions like that, you've got to start questioning it. If company can play, you know... Eight to ten more games the rest of the season, they'll, they'll be fine. But, yeah, they've bought some uh, pretty ordinary defenders in. I think, don't think Mangala's much. Um, I think Otamendi, it's his first season in the league, so he's had some good moments, but he'll have some, you know, some troubles. He was at fault for one of the West Ham goals. He just backed off the player. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he's, more, he's more good than bad, but he needed... You know, company next to him, and I think it would have been a great, great partnership. And then you got Demichelis, who's, you know, he's past it. Yeah. So that that defence is is their weakness, and but there's just so much quality in that team that, you know, they'll they'll win games and still concede. So, yeah, I, I still see him doing it. I I think one thing with Arsenal they have on their side is you tend to finish season strong. Yeah, that's true. But I think um, I think in the big games like the Man City versus Arsenal, the Man City versus Tottenham, they're gonna I think blow both the North London sides off the park. So that's you know that's big advantages for them when they they get the results against us. Um, you know, Arsenal is good at at bashing up the the weaker sides, and so they'll get those points back. But you know, when it when it comes down to it, um, you know, if the six-pointer game between Arsenal and City determines it, I think City will win it. Well, we've had um, the League Cup semi-finals yesterday morning and this morning between uh, Liverpool and Stoke, and then Manchester City and Everton. Uh, and it and it, against my prediction is not an almost decided final. We've got Manchester City up against Liverpool, and so Raheem Sterling, who left City to play in finals and to win trophies. Um, probably could have stayed at Liverpool and <laughs> been in the same position. But um, what did you guys make of these two games? I think they were pretty contrasting games in terms of excitement and action. Um, but first of all, Liverpool against Stoke went to, all the way to penalties. Um, what did you guys make of that one? I think that'll actually affect Liverpool long to them. Having to play 120 minutes, I don't know how, how much of their first squad they played, but um, if they've got FA Cup on the weekend, they play Leicester on the third, they're going to have a few tired bodies out there, I think. Yeah, and the, the problem with them is the, the FA don't do um, 
don't do anyone any favours with this Carling Cup final. If it's the same date as as last year's one, it's actually played the Sunday after a Europa League um, second leg match. So Liverpool will be playing on the Thursday. City will have the full week's break. It's mirror image of last year, Tottenham Chelsea. It's gonna it is gonna take its toll on, on Liverpool season this next two months, I think. And with the with the injuries they have too, it's not gonna help. Yeah, I think they'll they'll almost concede this West Ham game on the weekend, play some kids and, and not get blown apart, but the kids just won't be good enough to handle a Premier League outfit. They'd be um, desperately keen to avoid a draw in that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it depends, though. If, if it's the kids that get the draw and it's the kids they'll play again, I think that's how they've got to look at the FA Cup. Um, they can't be yeah, risking guys or, or playing guys twice in four days, you know, with an FA Cup tie. It's just... And as, as, especially with the way Klopp plays through such a high-intensity sort of game that, they're going, they're going to be burned out even further. And uh, as I said, the, the 120 minutes against Stoke did them no favours. Um, in the other League Cup semi, we had Everton away to Man City and they got off to the perfect start with Barkley opening the scoring. But City certainly came back uh, with a touch of controversy to win it 3-1 and uh, progress 3-2 on aggregate, I think it was. Or 4-2 on aggregate, sorry. 4-3 on aggregate. Try again. Third, time, third time's the charm. Um, <laughs> uh, so City, City proving the goods in the end, and I think echoing JD's point earlier about City standing up in the bigger games, um, certainly at home at least, they look like they can blow past any side when they want, but um, big ramifications if De Bruyne's injury is, is serious at all. Um, so how did you guys see this one? I think it's same same sort of stuff for, for Everton really showed their attacking threats and then managed to concede three goals pretty easily too. Um, yes, the ball was out by a centimetre or two, but the way I think, I think it was about five defenders in the box just kind of looked around, thought it was going to be cold and if De Bruyne didn't hit it in, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing another City player line up right behind him ready to, to put it through as well. So how two guys have meant those guys are world class. How they can be yeah, just left alone in the box. It's unbelievable. Um Stones is not as good as everyone makes out. Um definitely not. You know, he's he's had Diston and, and Jaggy Elka, so he has had experienced good players around him to learn off and there's still holes in his game. I think everyone just jumped to too many conclusions too early with him. Um, yeah, it's too many mistakes, too many goals that they can concede. Tips for the final? Who who do you guys back to win it at Wembley? City. City, yeah, easily. Easily. I don't think easily, but yeah, I just think there's too, one, there's too much quality and there's... Liverpool did look very good against them in their earlier game. Liverpool show up against the the, the, the better sides. That that's true, but if they, I'm not sure if it's an away leg for them, but if it is that Thursday night game, second leg of the Europa League, it's probably their best shot into the Champions League. Um, that'll be a pretty full strength team, you'd think. And then, you know, how do they go three days later? Against... Well, I guess, I guess their hope would be to absolutely pump whoever they're playing in the first leg. 
so that they can kind of take their foot yeah, off who the do they? Who do they have? Um, well, I think they did get an easy. That's a good question. Uh, hold on. Hold tight. Um, they are playing. They're playing someone in Germany. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's an easy tie. So the, that's the, the first um, leg is away. The second one is at home. So that's not too bad. That, then. That's not too bad for them. So if they get a, a decent away win, they can play some kids. But that might not be that straightforward, though. I'm pretty sure when the draw was made, that that side was close to relegation zone in the Bundesliga. I don't know about now, but yeah, they 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 do have an easier draw than you know what we had last year. But I still think. City... And even and even in terms of travel, only travelling to Germany isn't too bad. It's not as if it's Russia or something like that. It'd still be better to have an eight-day break. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if what JD says is correct, the Cullen Cup final will be on the, the 28th and Liverpool play on the, tw- the 25th, so Euro- European time. You'd but, think with, and, with all the money in the game and all the all the um, success and, and need for success for these clubs, you would think more pressure would be put on the FA to, to do something mm-hmm. about the scheduling. And just for the record, Augsburg are 13th in, in the Bundesliga out of 18 teams. Yeah. So I think that'll that'll be a, another um, that'll be a real good example of how those mid to low range, you know, German sides go. Like Liverpool away or over two legs against, say, a, an Everton or a, a West Brom, who are probably around those spots, would would maybe be lucky to get get you know two wins. Yeah. Um, but I can see them blowing blowing this team out of the water. Um, and in more cup action, we've got the FA Cup uh, fourth round this weekend, and we've got a few interesting ties in that one. Um, only only a couple of all Premier League ties, though. Uh, we've got um, Aston Villa at home to Man City, Palace at home to Stoke, and Liverpool at home to West Ham. And we've already touched on the fact that Liverpool may well rest a lot of their players against West Ham. Um, which of those appeal uh, stands out the most as, as all Premier League ties or, or do any of them uh not a uh, maybe palace stoke i think they're two sides now that that can give this cup a real run um stoke just missed out on the last cup final on penalties so yeah they're both safe they're both probably just not good enough to maybe get europa league so this is their big big thing probably now um and they're both good enough to go all the way to the final, really. They've both got some real quality players. Um, on the Saturday morning, actually, so that'll be a nice start to the day, we've got Derby at home to Man United. And this is a game that could actually be quite interesting because Derby, whilst not flying at the moment in the championship, they've had a bit of, a bit of struggles. They're a lot more free-scoring than United. And, of course, United got knocked out of the League Cup by Middlesbrough didn't they? So that wouldn't be unheard of if Derby were able to snatch the win there. Well, being at Derby too makes things more interesting. Absolutely. So uh, that could be one of the cup sets waiting to happen. Um, Another one, we've got Arsenal at home to Burnley. And Burnley themselves are absolutely on fire at the moment. Um, In I think they've won... I don't know how many it is, but they're they're certainly on a very long undefeated streak, and they've scored something like 16 goals in their last four home games. 
Um, obviously, this being an away game might not have the same scoring ability, but they certainly... It'll it'll depend on whether they take the cup seriously or focus on promotion, I think, but that could be a very interesting game. Because from memory, didn't they play quite well against you last season, Cruyff? Oh, my memory deserves me, so I can't answer your question. But I, I've heard Getting that the old. FA Cup actually want to rename the the, the, the name of the, the cup to the Arsenal Cup after we've right. gone back-to-back. Wouldn't surprise me, really. They've seemed to manage, I think, 10 home draws in a row, home ties in a row. So if they are running the cup, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, it's already the Emirates Cup, who are your sponsors as well, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was a bit of um, yeah. Arsenal hand in the draw. Too um, right. <clears throat> speaking of easy draws, Chelsea away to MK Dons, as Cookson pointed out before the third round, I think. Chelsea always seemed to somehow manage to get um, a lower league side in this cup. Um, so what do you make of their chances? Yeah, it should be a, an easy win game. for MK Dons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they they did beat United last year, and they, they are responsible yeah. for Deli Alley. So, who knows what else? They are. I think they're struggling though in the championship. Um, yeah, they're kind of lower mid table at the moment. Yeah, so I think Chelsea will put a lot of focus on on the cups. Um, they won't get relegated, so they've got nothing to lose. Really, they'll go right after it. Um, Colchester are at home to Tottenham as the early game of the Saturday night. Um, you'd presumably back yourself to win in that one and, and hopefully go on a bit of a cup run, or are you not as fussed about a cup um, run? I'd hope we'd, we'd rotate quite a bit. Um, yeah, but Pochettino doesn't seem to to like to experiment too much. Um, now I've got Vertonghen out, so Wimmer will be playing quite a lot and elder viral but i i hope to see a few of the youth guys maybe get a start in this one um there's quite a lot of yeah highly talked about guys more more so than harry kane was at that age so yeah it'll be exciting to see a few of them start maybe um, we've also got an interesting south coast derby between portsmouth and bournemouth and it's interesting because if you'd said five years ago that yeah. we'd be having a, a fourth round FA Cup match between Portsmouth and Bournemouth with one side in the Premier League and one side in League Two, I think you'd probably switch the sides. Um, so it's it's scary how quickly fortunes for sides can change like that. But Portsmouth Portsmouth are no slouches in the Cup. They knocked off Ipswich last round and Ipswich are travelling quite well in the um, Championship. So could be could be one to keep an eye on, especially as it's a derby. Yeah, look, they were hosting likes of AC Milan, weren't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a sad fall from grace, but, you know, at least they've managed not to drop completely out of the Football League, um, and that'll be, yeah, that, that should be a fun tie to watch the highlights for. The crowd will be, be rocking down there, I imagine. Oh, it must be, it must, the Portsmouth, it's, it's a big treat for the Portsmouth fans who'd certainly have penciled this in because they wouldn't get many games like this anymore with their local rivals being Southampton and, and Bournemouth, who are both obviously travelling a lot better than them at the moment. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, and hopefully for their sake they they do get up and, and can push on for a couple more rounds and get a couple of the big sides down there. Um, and speaking of sides who are struggling uh, financially, Bolton host Leeds, and I think Leeds have already sold more tickets as the away side uh, than Bolton have as the home side. So 
uh, it's dark days for Bolton at the moment. They had a, a winding up order in the courts on uh, last Tuesday, I believe, but it's been stayed until February. So hopefully they can um, sort that out. Shola Amiobi actually offered to pl- play for them for free, but because mm-hmm. of the terms of their transfer embargo, they can't actually sign him, which I just think is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, it's a lose lose for them because by the, some of the reports where they wanted to have a big fire sale and were selling anyone that was of value really, but if you can't bring anyone in, you know what what happens next? You just you know bring some fans on to play right wing, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no chance. It's a bit tough for them. Um, and then we are away at Bari, so hopefully a pretty straightforward one for us in that one, and hopefully we can go on a bit of a cup run as well. Um, Hello, tran- important. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, transfer news now. We have had a bit of movement um, in the last few days, and obviously the big one which we touched on at the start was Andros Townsend to Newcastle, um, with Boyan getting a bit of egg on his face for the fee in that one. Um, a bit... <laughs> what is it? Shall, 15, 15 uh, days of Manchester and 15 yeah, days of Gerard. Absolutely, it'll be good. Um, we've also had Shelby moving to Newcastle, uh, Ramirez moving to China. Pato, I think, confirmed this morning that he's on, moving on to Chelsea. Loan, on loan six months. With the option to buy at the end if they're satisfied with his um, fitness, I suppose, and, and performance. Decent, uh, decent signing, that. Very, very decent. Um, Obviously, the links from Alex, is it Tex, Texiera? Is that Teixeira. Teixeira. Uh, links to Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, chances of that one happening to either of the sides? I think mm, it'd be a bit of a donut to go to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> is there, I mean, um, are they in the off-season in Ukraine? or not I'm not that, sure. No, not I don't that, think so. Um, not that Shakhtar need one player to win the league. I think they do it pretty easy most seasons. So they might cash in on him. Um, I think they'll only sell if they get what they want. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, whoever it is will have to pay big money. Um, and then you've got yeah. a question, is he worth what, they, what they're what asking? He's 26, so he's coming into his prime or in his prime, but is he worth the 38 million euros or pounds or whatever they're asking for? Yeah, I think I, at the moment now that you're hearing a bit of you know news that Chelsea might be in there, I think it's got shades of Ram- um, not Ramirez, William. Yeah, yeah. I think they could just come in late, offer the wages, offer the fee. the fees straight up, and not mess around. I think is Liverpool... it is it is it a, a position Liverpool need to strengthen? Is it a position I, Chelsea I think... need to strengthen? I think Chelsea definitely do. I think because that's why they... Oscar and Hazard who who. Be pushed yeah. to the side a bit. Who's, who's, who's Hazard? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think there's question marks about Just give, whether give, Hazard will be there. Give next. me a second, Croy, if I run through the highlights of all his goals for this season. <laughs> there you go. Was that, was, that, was that sufficient? Are you up to nah, speed on him now? Yeah, as JD said, there are question marks over Hazard now, whether he'll hang around or not. But Yeah. Um, which, but then you think Chelsea will uh, will will uh, strengthen with a stronger player than Teixeira in all due respect. Yeah, yes and no. I think with Willian being the best player this season, I think it shows the strength of that league. Um, but the Liverpool guys on the board seem to think he's a bit more of a, a goal-scoring player and a forward, so maybe it is someone that... that 
that Liverpool need since, you know, they've only got, what is it, seven, eight, nine strikers on the books. Um, <laughs> why not get another one? <laughs> um, were there any other rumours that you guys wanted to cover off? Yeah, we've been linked with the under-12 Turkish captain <laughs> and the, the under-8 Macedonian centre-back. So I hope, hopefully uh, those news come to fruition and we can see them in, in 2030 lining wouldn't up. Have, wouldn't have thought they'd play beautiful enough football for Wenger. <laughs> those two nations. Um, Berahino, any chances of that move being revived by Spurs? Um, no, it all depends on the, the West Brom chairman now. I think we've dropped it down to 18 mil that we're willing to go to, which I think is a bit more of a fairer valuation. He's done nothing and Pulis doesn't want him, so... Why would you bid again 25 mil? Um, these contracts, 18 months to go. So, yeah, I hope so, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> and I've still got my fingers crossed that we can get Bamford across the line. It seems every day it's a different club who's, who's favourites to land him. Um, our odds got slashed quite drastically surely, the last few days. But... Surely he's good enough to be loaned somewhere in the Premier League. Like, Palace was a little bit above him, but... Well, it's interesting, I mean... So Palace have now got Adebayor in, um, Leicester after Remy, I believe Swansea are after Gale, Norwich have now landed Naismith. So all the clubs that have been linked to him in the Premier League, or who, or, or in Palace's case, who had him, um, yeah. have all kind and of looked elsewhere. And even Bournemouth got that, um, was it a phobia? So yeah, yeah it's most, most sides do. It'll certainly do be interesting. Have more strikers than us. <laughs> I think, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I think his main concern, especially given that he left Palace, is that he wants to go somewhere he'll be guaranteed game time. And if he's going to a Swansea, where they play one up front and they've got Gomez mm. or they've got Ayu, he might not get that guaranteed game time. But, yeah, um, yeah, it'll certainly be very interesting to see what happens with him because I agree, I, I do think he's good enough to be in the Premier League. And I was really, I was quite surprised that Palace didn't play him more. Yeah, it's not like their strikers are, are yeah. that great. Um, Wickham does a job, but he's not not a goal scorer. And Campbell and, and Gale are pretty dross. So, yeah, I don't know how he didn't get more time. Absolutely. Um, any closing thoughts from you guys? Um, I don't know. No, it got me beat as well. <laughs> a bit lost for a word, I guess, for the first time. For the, for the first time, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks very much for coming on, boys, especially thanks to you, JD, for, yeah, for your first for appearance. No Across problem. The Dutch. Great. The Dutch <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you on, and thank you, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, I hope your side wins if you're playing this weekend in the FA Cup. And until next time, we'll see you on the forums.